Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our next guest is is really one of my favorite. He handles uh, the Bay Area. He works for the Bay Area News Group. He handles everything in that area. Uh, welcome to the show. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of, Carl, of Carlsbad fan hotline, Dieter Kurtenbach. Dieter, thank you for joining us. How are you, my man? I'm doing good. I'm playing adult miniature golf this afternoon, so I'm literally at the peak of my powers right now. <laughs> I wish I could be playing some adult miniature golf right now. Uh, let's start <laughs> Let's start in, in Major League Baseball. Winter meetings right around the corner. The Giants uh, are a name that continuously comes up when uh, the name Aaron Judge is mentioned. Where are you at with this? Because obviously it's going to require quite a bit of loot. Um, I would say that there are more than one hole that the Giants need to fill. Uh, but mm-hmm. certainly Judge does a lot. Where are you at with this? I think I'm of, of the mindset that the Giants need to prioritize Aaron Judge. I know that some folks have said that maybe splitting it up, putting it into a couple of different spots, a la what the Mets did last year, is maybe a better way to do it. That's probably right. But this isn't all about on the field for the San Francisco Giants. Attendance is down. Energy is down. Uh, this is a fan base that was as raucous as any in baseball. Yeah. And there's a little bit of malaise that's setting in right now after an 81-81 and 81 season following a 107-win season that literally no one could explain. It was just like, I guess that happened. And it's almost <laughs> been forgotten because it was so inexplicable. So uh, the Giants, listen, it's a big market. And it's a, it's a market that you know, you're, you're charging exorbitant prices to go to the ballpark, to have a beer, to just be part of the San Francisco Giants experience. And they're paying middle of the road. Actually, if we're being honest about it, bottom dollar prices for players. It's just not a good formula. So the Giants need to make a statement, not just to Major League Baseball, not just to the Padres and the Dodgers saying, hey, we're big boys too here, and we're going to turn the National League West into a real one-two-three punch, but also to the Bay Area market itself. You're competing with the Warriors. You're competing with the 49ers. You better have some pizzazz. You better have some box office. And there's only about four or five box office names in baseball. Two of them play for the Padres. Another two of them seem to play for the Dodgers, but one of them is Aaron Judge. And uh, if he can come to San Francisco, that says something, not just to baseball, but to the Giants fan base as well. And they need something said to him. Dieter, you know, that brings me to my next question, because you brought up the fact that they – had the had the most wins uh, in the National League two years ago, and then yeah. last and you're right it was it was very hard to explain. It seemed like every button Gabe Kapler pushed, it seemed mm-hmm. to work. It, it it regressed last year. I don't think there's any other way to say. No it. I, I think the guys that you know perform well didn't perform to that level. So where exactly 
what exactly is the game plan for for the Giants? I know you you want to highlight a guy like Judge, but I, I would bet it's going to take a little more than that. I, I think that what the Giants really need to be doing is one. I, I, we don't know how much it's going to cost with Judge. Uh, Judge could just break the bank. He could have to be the sort of one sole guy, and that's fine, honestly. Just given where this team is at, given the fact that free agents don't typically sign here with the San Francisco Giants, like. If you can get them, you get them, and you figure it out on the back end. Because, again, they won 107 games. It's not as if they were bringing in big-time free agents to win 107. They were winning 107 with Mike Yastrzemski and a bunch of randos. So uh, you, you look at you look at the marketplace. You look at Aaron Judge. You go for Aaron Judge. You play the Aaron Judge game. And if you can't, I think that the biggest thing that I want to see from the Giants, the biggest statement that they can make is, hey, we're going to spend this money that we allocated for Aaron Judge. We've earmarked this money for Aaron Judge, but if it's not Aaron Judge, if he does go to back to the Yankees, if he does go to the Red Sox or the Dodgers or wherever, we're going to spend that money. And there are a couple of really good players out there that are worthy of that money. In fact, you can probably stack two of them together and have a, a really solid uh, off season. And we're talking about Carlos Rodon coming back, Carlos yeah. Correa maybe coming into the fold. I mean, we know the names, Andrew Bogarts, Trey Turner. You can use this money. And in previous off seasons, the Giants have been about, okay, we're going to go for Bryce Harper. Well, they didn't get Bryce Harper. Then they didn't spend that money. Or they went for Giancarlo Stanton when he was still with the Marlins. And then they didn't get Giancarlo Stanton because he didn't want to sign with, re-sign with the Giants. And then they didn't use those prospects or that money. And the Giants just cannot have an all-or-nothing energy to this offseason. Because, again, you look at the Dodgers, you look at the Padres. Like, <laughs> you're not going to keep up if you're not spending with them. And both of those teams are spending big dollars. They obviously have great farm systems. They, their systems are working. The Giants, they're, they're behind on basically all three counts. They don't have the star players. They don't have the prospects, and they're not spending the money. That's just not going to do it in the National League West. And the fan base is onto it. And I think baseball's onto it as well. Yeah, Dieter Kurtenbach joins us here, Bay Area News Group. Not only that, looks like the Diamondbacks, who are in that kind of zone yeah. where they have a bunch of young talent coming, they're going to be a presence at some point. Now, that brings me to my yeah. next question because, you know, as far as Aida has yet to show willingness to spend mm-hmm. when it seems like option A is not there. If if for some reason you get through another offseason where, as you said, that money's there, it's not spent, does pressure start to mount on him? Because for the most part, it's it's really been uh it's been good 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 vibes uh for Zaidi since he's been there. Yeah, it's 100% going to put pressure on him because, again, if it was any other division, if they were in the American League Central, there wouldn't be pressure, right? Because right. 81 and 81 is pretty good in the American League Central. But when you're competing with the Padres, you're competing with the Dodgers. When you're in a National League that has some really good teams on top of those two teams, you have to you have to get performance. And Farhan does a great job of getting the bottom half of the roster like really tied up. Nobody can get more with less money than Farhan Zaidi. But this isn't the Oakland days. This isn't the Tampa Bay race. This is one of the most valuable franchises in all of professional sports. It's a team that rakes in cash. And honestly, I think the fan base realizes that they're not getting their money's worth right now, not with the roster that's being put on the field. So obviously Moneyball can work when you're actually spending money. In theory, it should be way easier to do the Moneyball thing. If Farhan Zaidi can pair what he does on the bottom half of the roster with actually filling out and getting a lineup with some dudes that you can count on every single day to be penciled in there, as opposed to sort of the platoon situation that they've been working with over the last couple of years, it could be something really good and sustainable and successful. But right now it just feels all very whimsical and sort of held together by duct tape. And 
small market. And that's just not what Giants fans should expect or do expect. Dieter, let's slide to the NBA. Uh, Golden State Warriors in action tonight, taking on the Bulls. Uh, 11-11. They sit eighth in the West. I I know it's very, very early. Uh, Mm. Any concerns uh, about this team getting it together when it actually matters? No, no. If you would have asked me this about two weeks ago, I would have probably had a different answer. But they've really done a nice job over the last couple of weeks ensuring up their defense and figuring out their rotations. And that was probably the biggest thing. There was a pretty significant amount of roster turnover from last season. And I do think that because they won the championship, it sort of glazed over. It allowed people to glaze over the fact that they were struggling to find the best five-man combinations throughout the playoffs and including in the NBA Finals. Steph Curry was just that good that it just didn't matter. And this year he's been at an MVP level. He is playing just as good, but the problems are showing up. And you have Steph Curry out here doing what he's doing, but Draymond Green wasn't playing so well to begin the season. Who knows what that had to do with the punch? Uh, you had Clay Thompson really trying to figure it out on the fly. It was not going well. Jordan Poole wasn't playing well. And they just didn't know who their eight guys were. I think they know who the eight guys are right now. I think that they feel very confident that their eight-man rotation, which, of course, is a little bit deeper, right? You go about nine, ten guys deep in the regular season. But they know their eight guys are as good as anybody in the NBA. Jonathan Kaminga has really stepped up. Dante DiVincenzo came back from injury. Pools playing better. Clay's playing better. They feel really good about it. And uh, if the playoffs were to start today, I might take them because the Western mm. Conference is as you know bunched together and parity-driven as, as I've ever remembered it, at least at this early juncture of the season. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. But you just break down eight-man rotations. Yeah, I like a lot of teams in the East, but in the Western Conference, it's a hard sell to take anybody over the Golden State Warriors now that their second unit looks like they figured it out a little bit. Peter Curtinbach joins us here, Bay Area News Group on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And you mentioned Kaminga. He got off to a slow start. And Kaminga, mm-hmm. guys like him and Wiseman, were going into the season were highly touted as a reason this team uh, could get back and possibly repeat. Now, Kaminga's gotten yeah. it going. What has happened with Wiseman? He has fallen out of rotation, sent to the D League. Or the, yeah. what, what, what exactly has happened, and why hasn't he progressed the way this organization may have thought he would? I mean, I, there's really no nice way to put this. He's not a very good basketball player. Mm. And it's not something that looks like it's just going to get figured out, right? He doesn't have any feel for the game. Uh, and we know this with centers. I mean, it's true of any position, but it's maybe centers get a little bit more leeway just because you look the part. But he looks the part. He can't really play the part. And that's a really important part of playing basketball in this modern era. You need to be able to move your feet. You need to be able to catch the ball. Simple stuff. It's great that you can dunk. It's great that you can block a shot if someone runs right into you. But being a center in the NBA for 15 minutes a night, if you don't know what the hell you're doing out there, and James Wiseman straight up doesn't, and I don't know who's fought. Maybe he never could have. Maybe it's just the circumstances of injury and only playing three games for Memphis and the high school upbringing that he had. I I don't know. But (laughs) the Warriors aren't in a position to let them figure it out on the fly. They're not in a position to just, hey, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sacrifice a year so we find out if James Wiseman is good or not. He's not good. And he was torpedoing. 10-minute stretches of NBA games. Those are, well, more than enough minutes to lose an NBA game, and that's what was happening early in the season. There were a lot of other problems, but James Wiseman was a big part of it, and I'd like to note to everybody, James Wiseman gets injured his rookie year. Warriors start to play better basketball. They make the play-in tournament. He doesn't play at all last year. They win the title, and as soon as he gets sent down to the G League this year, they start turning it around. 
I mean, yes, there are other issues. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, we can go down the list. But James Wiseman getting NBA minutes because of the fact that he was the number two overall draft pick. I mean, it was it was it was literally yeah. self defeating for the Golden State Warriors, and I I don't know if we'll ever see him in the NBA. Certainly not in a Warriors uniform. I just can't I just can't imagine that the Warriors don't see this at this point because he's not even killing it in the G League. Yeah. He's not even killing it there. It's, it's a it's kind of sad, but this is just the way it goes. Hopefully, he latches on with somebody else. They give him the patience, the time, and the development. But for a team that's coming off a championship, no time. They don't have that kind of patience. They don't have that kind of. They don't have that kind of staff to just yeah. deal with it and be patient. No, note to young ballers out there, hoop. You got to play. Hoop. You, That's <laughs> you, right. You gotta, That's right. You've got to play. Dieter Kirby joins us here, Bear News Group, and dear, I got to ask because you, you mentioned it, and it, it's hard, you know, on the outside looking in, not to kind of correlate the two, but the slow start uh, from Golden State. You had the whole punching incident. Has it been? Has there been any? Uh, like leftover feelings after the situation, or did they truly? Because I, I, I got to say, I was skeptical that they'd be able to put that behind them. But watching them yeah. play, it doesn't seem like it, it's been an issue. No, they're professionals, right? Yeah. And like, it, it's not as if they're a bunch of kids and they have to figure out the emotions of it. Like it's some reality TV show. Like it's Draymond Green, it's Steph Curry, it's Clay Thompson, it's Steve Kerr. Right. They've seen some stuff. Like they're familiar with how to navigate this peculiar and strange NBA landscape. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's any residual stuff. No one's going to admit to it. And if there is, it's certainly not manifesting in any negative way in their play. So uh, I, we'll find out come playoff time. We'll find out. I don't know. But <laughs> right now I, I'm, I, I think I'm with you. Yeah, No big deal. And uh, they put it behind them. And you know what? Credit to them because that's yeah. tough. A lot of teams would have fallen apart on that. Uh, it's not great. It doesn't excuse anything Draymond did. But uh, good on them for being professional enough to, to push forward off of that because that's some serious stuff. Yeah, I, I've been on a team where punches were almost thrown. And it just yeah. completely derailed everything out after that point. So kudos to them for being adults and, and being able to, to kind of work things out. All right, let's slide to the NFL because 49ers are, are a team that I think a lot of people are starting to get behind because of the way their defense is. But I have to ask about Jimmy Garoppolo because it seems like he is the guy that just will not go away. And, and he's yeah. actually playing some good football right now. What yeah. What has been the kind of... Uh, energy that that Jimmy Garoppolo has kind of brought around. Well, he's always had a positive energy. That that's the great part about Jimmy. Like you just never have to worry about him being in a bad mood. Uh, now you do have to worry about him throwing stupid interceptions, <laughs> but he hasn't done that in five weeks. Right? It's been five games since he's thrown one. Uh, at least that's counted. And when that happens, the 49ers win every time. If he doesn't throw an interception, the 49ers win. If he does, the 49ers lose. It's been binary this year. Yeah. And he's been good. Listen, Christian McCaffrey coming into the fold helps immensely because that gives you just an elite running back to be there on third down. And that's really the separation point. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is fine on first and second down. It's when you get to third down that you need to have a quarterback who can make something happen, who can make a throw, who can make you know a second – second effort play and when you have Christian McCaffrey out there you feel a little bit more comfortable to maybe try some stuff and Jimmy I'll give him some credit man he's made some plays with his feet throwing on the run that we've never seen before and most of the time if he were to start doing that I'd be yelling no 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 because you know what's coming next it's a bad interception but he's been completing it he's playing with some swag right now and who knows how long it lasts it could be a short-term heater whatever but if it does stick around 
I don't know if I'm betting against the Niners because you said that that defense is mm. that defense is mean. Yeah, and <laughs> that are, that's what makes that would that's what makes this matchup coming up here against the Dolphins so intriguing. You got an explosive offense versus a, I, I would say one of if not the best defense in football. Mm. It's going to be a lot of fun to check out. I'm looking forward to it immensely. Add in the fact that it, you know it's Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan's yeah. right hand man yeah. for ten years, and you get that and. Who knows? I mean, can Kyle even try some cool stuff against the Dolphins to try to keep up offensively, or is McDaniel going to know all that stuff because he taught it to him secretly years ago, setting traps all over for his old boss? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the game. And by the way, I mean, as much as we've turned around our thoughts on Tua, like he's still got some bad in him too. Oh, not, yeah. He's a completely different quarterback, even with these great wide receivers. Jimmy Garoppolo's still got that bad in him. If it's still a head coach and a quarterback league, I like the head coaches. I don't know about the quarterback. They got skill <laughs> position players coming out of their ears. I mean, this is just these are two teams kind of built in the same way, and uh, it should be a really fun game on Sunday. I, I expect some points, at least from the Dolphins. So yeah. we'll see what happens with the Niners offense. This is certainly one of those games where it's just don't make the mistake. Just If anything, totally. don't make the mistake, and your team has a good shot to win. Dieter, as always, Absolutely. man, appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Tony? Always a pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 